the LA Clippers just fleeced the 76ers for James Harden. Hello, everybody. It's Alex Drobin and Andy Redding, and this is the Raptors NBA podcast. Um, a lot of stuff happened in the NBA today, but first and foremost, I have to give a big happy birthday shout out to my co-host, Andy Redding. Huge birthday yesterday. How was your birthday? How do you feel? One year older, one year wiser. One year more attractive. I'm just coming into my prime. I'm a primal animal. Uh, I feel great. <laughs> you're, a pri- you're a primal animal. You're a primal yeah. animal. All right. Uh, well, I feel like an asshole because it was your birthday last week, and I didn't mention that at all in the pod. So I'm the jerk. But I don't, think, I don't even think we did a – okay, so for everyone that doesn't know, our birthdays are exactly one week apart. Mine's on October 23rd. His is October 30th. We are recording this podcast on the 31st, so Andy's birthday was yesterday. What did you do yesterday? Any? What did you do? I worked. I nothing, worked like a dog. Nothing during the day? I hung out during the day. Nothing crazy. Just hung out? Did you go for brunch or anything? Celebrated the night before. Okay, well, you know what? Happy birthday once again. Um, I love you. You're one of my best friends of all time. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. We got big news to get into. Big news. Um, James Harden traded to the LA Clippers. And just to break this down, I'll kind of just go quickly through what they got. I think this was an absolute fleecing by the LA Clippers. And we can talk about this, but in exchange for Harden, the Clippers got or sorry, in exchange for Harden, the Sixers got Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Martin, Marcus Morris Jr., and draft picks. So their draft picks are uh, 2026 first-round pick from the Clippers via the Oklahoma City Thunder, and a 2028 first-round pick, two second-round picks, and a pick swap from L.A. as per league sources. Andy, initial thoughts? You think it's a fleecing? Yeah, I think we've got a rare bad bad deal. Two losers in this one. The Sixers they had this great trade asset in James Harden, and they got no great rotation players back in the trade. They didn't get. How is Terrence Mann? How is Norman Powell not in this trade? Just a big miss for them. And then you look at the Clippers; they're old as hell. I is James Harden really going to mesh well with? Russ, Kawhi, and PG, I, I don't think this was the move for either team. Okay, just to push back on that a little bit. Yes, they're old, but honestly, Paul George has been going off. And same thing with Kawhi Leonard. I think both of those guys, if they stay healthy, are still kind of in their prime. Again, with the caveat of staying healthy. But the fact that James Harden led the league in assists last year, which you seem to forget about on our first podcast, is huge for this team. It's huge. The fact that they still have a bunch of these pieces. They have arguably three superstar players. And yes, superstar players. All-stars, definitely. All three of those guys are all-stars. Plus, you have Russ, who's playing the best he's played in a couple of years at least. I don't know if you (laughs) saw that last game, but he was all over the court. Um, I think this is a great move for the Clippers. What what, um, Philly got back, Robert Covington... That's an okay piece. Nicholas Batum, he's old, like you said. K.J. Martin seems like he's just been bouncing around the league at this point. This is a third team in, in three years. Marcus Morris Sr., 
older player as well. So I think Philly's getting older. But in terms of what's happening with the Clippers, like I think this is their one final shot to try to win an NBA championship. And if they stay healthy, I honestly see it potentially happening. I like that you mentioned it's their final shot because it is their final shot. Kawhi, PG, Harden, Westbrook, they're all free agents after this year. Like the band's not staying together. And they also are trading away all their draft picks until like 2029. They've got nothing coming up. The cupboards are bare. This is it. This is what they're doing. They're relying on old dudes. Uh, They're clearly going all in. You think it's going to work. You think they're going to be able to beat the Nuggets? It's Look, it'll be really tough. I think you when you have three players of that caliber, you you always have a shot to beat any team. Like James Harden can take over a game. PG can take over a game. Kawhi can certainly take over the game. Clearly, we saw that in 2019. I know that was four years ago. But that photo behind you on the wall, that's us at the at the parade celebrating. So don't ever forget it. And the only reason why he has not been, you know, he hasn't been successful is just because of his injury luck, honestly. I think this could be a really big move for the Clippers. Whereas on the Philly side, I don't know what they were thinking. Getting these sorts of pieces, like let's look at these draft picks. People want to talk about these draft picks for for a second. Like Philly received a 2026 first round pick from the Clippers via OKC Thunder. In 2026, the Thunder are going to be way too good of a team. If they do have a first round pick, it'll be late in the first round. Who knows what that pick's going to be? Probably not very good. 2028 first round pick from the Clippers, which that might turn out to be something because in 2028, none of these guys are going to be on the team. But although who knows in today's NBA, you know, the, the amount of time that these guys are playing, but 2028 first round pick is the only decent sort of asset that they got two second round picks. Nobody cares about that. And a pick swap from LA, like they got fleeced, are, man. Are we reacting too quickly to this trade though? Is there a bigger picture we're not seeing? Are the 76ers trying to acquire draft picks to then flip for something else? My point is, they can't. What are they going to flip these draft picks for? They're not any good. First round pick is a first round pick. Are you saying if, are you saying if the clip, you know, if Philly starts tanking this year, is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. I'm saying they could trade these first round picks they just got from the Clippers and acquire a good piece. There's reports this morning that they're intrigued with Zach Levine and or OG Ananobi. Could these draft picks help pry one of those guys away? Possibly. Like possibly. I just I just think that that's that's such a small haul for a guy like James Harden. When like I think no matter what, or you know what, maybe he still has me fooled. Maybe he has me fooled. But last year the guy was a borderline all star. He led the league in assists, which people tend to forget about. Now he's playing with two absolute all stars. Who's he's gonna get? He's gonna get them shots. You know. And the other thing is. In terms of time management, and I think all three of those guys are going to be able to sit a little bit more, even though that's not what the league wants. But I'm saying, like, they probably could do that to take the load off of each other. And then Russ can just go out there and play 48 minutes a game because that guy has a motor on him. But I don't know. I think this gives the Clippers a much better chance than what they currently had. Do you not agree with that? You know what? You're right. This Clippers team is now a super team in 2018. Let's come on now. They are all in their mid to upper 30s. They're playing against Nikola Jokic. Are they even better than the Lakers? I don't know. I'm not convinced of that. I. This is this is blasphemy. 
you right now you have two photos behind you, one of us at the parade and one that I gave you of Kawhi Leonard hitting that shot on the baseline. Kawhi's numbers are still really good. PG literally can't be stopped. I watched his full game last night. The guy was getting every single shot that he wanted. When they were playing against Wemby, literally Kawhi just started Ding up on Wembenyama to start the game, and Wemby couldn't get a shot off on Kawhi. And honestly, he does that. He still does that to any player in the league. He will lock anyone down. PG, that's an absolute great defender as well. And like, yeah, these guys are a little bit older, but this is what I'm saying. Like, this is their final shot, it seems like, to try to get anything done. But I don't know. Like, a lot of guys who like to create their own shot in that on that team. The one thing, Andy, is like, what if? What if James Harden is just really out of shape again? <laughs> yeah. You know, like what if he's literally on the last, like he's blown up in the last month since we saw him. Like what if he's just fat as hell right now and just can't move around? And then it's going to take him another month to two months to get back into game shape. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not really, I'm not accounting for that right now. We'll see how he looks when he comes back. But if he didn't think there was a possibility of him getting traded He's probably not in the gym every single day, you know? No. So, know. yeah, that's one thing we have to we have to take note of. I just think if he gets into game shape and if he plays ma- the majority of the season at as high of a level of, as he did last year, they have a way better shot of winning the championship than they did last year. Will they beat the Nuggets? No. Do they have a better shot? Probably. Probably. They are, they are a better team today than they were yesterday. Yes. Yes. I just think they... I feel like they could have made a different move. Not this. Maybe uh, go after OG. I don't know. I don't know if Harden's the dude. You think the Clippers won the trade. I say lose-lose. You say lose-lose. Okay, let me see if... Yeah, see, Philly hasn't even updated. This is what I'm talking about, honestly. Whoever is at ESPN and the NBA, like, they need to get it together because... Both of these sites are so glitchy, first of all. Like, I can't even see. They're not even updated that this trade even happened. You've never sounded more old. What? Just complaining about technology. <laughs> How? What do you mean? I that, that should make me sound young. I'm complaining about technology that they haven't updated the fact that James Harden is on the team. And it's 12 p.m. the day after he got traded. Like, come on. This is ridiculous. They still – the ESPN – 76ers roster, 2023-2024, still has all those players on the roster. Has the trade knock on three yet fully? Is that maybe what it is? Could be. Could be. I don't know. This is annoying. Angry Alex. I just want to see what the final roster of both teams looks like. The other thing is, (laughs) I got to say, Andy. What? Sticking on this topic, you know, you were on a better, I, I think you had a better take than me on the Sixers. Uh, to start off our podcast, the first podcast, because they look really good. Tyrese looks really good. He had a jump shot the other day coming through the lane, going literally fading backwards that I haven't seen a player hit in years. It was the weird, like it was such a weird floating backwards fadeaway shot. And he makes weird looking shots like that. And he makes them look easy. Joel and B was just a player of the week. Was he not? I thought I just saw that. Joel and B. I'm happy you're coming around on Maxi. It's about time. I've never been a Maxi hater. I just think it's like it's you know you can't really compare him to prime James Harden or James Harden that leads the league in assists. That's still well, James. Tyrese Maxi's averaging over thirty points right now. How many assists does he have? Nice. Six. 
So he's 36. Here, one second. 36 and six. Those are good numbers. Those are great numbers. And, no, those those are great numbers for sure. And like with more time on the court, with a bigger role, him being the second option on the team, like maybe this is going to give him a chance to excel this season. Well, it probably will, depending on how Joel does. But like with a guy like Sixers Joel, aren't done making moves. You don't think? No. They, they're in win now. You don't, they just got worse. They're going to make a move. They've got some assets now. They're going to do something. So who are they going after? I mean, Who's a good, who would be a good candidate to come on to? Like you said, OG and Adobe, correct? Rumors coming out today. OG or Zach Levine. Damn. Those would both be nice. But who are we getting back for OG? That's the that's the question. OG has a really big price tag on him. You know what I mean? Like for me, I think I think it's really difficult to say OG is going to be in any trade unless they're willing to give up something big. Like Tobias Harris isn't going to be in that trade. Do we want Tobias Harris? Although he is on our contract, no. he's he's in a contract year, so maybe we do want Tobias Harris. Draft picks. The Raptors need draft picks. All right. Is this a good time for us to switch on to our next topic? Is it ever? This is, yes. Let's All go right. to the Raptors. Go ahead. You set it up. I'll knock it down. Knock it down. Okay. Knock it down, baby. We're festive guys. Happy Halloween, Alex. Happy Halloween. It's one of my top 12 holidays of the year. It's up there. Uh, let's play. Let's kick it old school. Let's go trick-or-treating. Let's go trick-or-treating. Give me one trick and one treat with the Raptors, Alex. So before we get started, I just have to say it's Halloween. I don't usually get scared of much on Halloween. (laughs) But one thing I am scared of is how this Raptors season is going to end up. Because this is looking grim, Andrew. This is looking grim. Okay, so I'm starting off with a trick or a treat. It's trick or treat. You get to choose. I'm asking you trick or treat. I'm going to go treat. I'm going to start this this uh, section off in a positive way. Yes. So I'm going right back, going right back to the well. Scotty is a monster from all aspects. I don't care. Yesterday we lost to the Blazers. Horrible loss, by the way. Horrible loss. We played horrendously throughout the game. I have some thoughts on that afterwards. But the one bright spot, Scotty. He went 8 for 19, 20 points. Perfect from the line, 12 boards. He had four offensive boards, two assists and two steals, and one block. Um, I feel like when he's engaged, he's all over the court. And remember in the beginning when we started this conversation, or sorry, when we started the podcast, the first podcast we had, sorry, I got to turn off my phone. My apologies. Um, The first podcast we had, we were talking about OG being the strongest person on the team, maybe in the league. Oh, he had a strong move last night. Scotty is looking like he might be the second strongest player on the team. <laughs> he is looking strong. He looks like he put on about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle since last year. He's looking like a monster. He's taking balls away from Shaden Sharp. I don't know if you saw that play going in for a little dunk. Shane couldn't do anything about him. He's just bodying guys down low. He's just doing everything that you want a guy like that to do. Um, he's coming off little weird mid-range pull-ups right like he's doing a lot and it's really tough when he's out of the game which kind of shows you 
you know, how much we're lacking in size. But anyways, that's my treat. That's my treat. Scotty is a treat to watch. What about you? Trick or treat. So the economy is tough these days. Slim pickings on Halloween. Not too many treats to pick from. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have this exact same treat as you. It's the, it's the only bright spot on this team. It's the only treat. Uh, one wrinkle of this, though. And I know this is your favorite award to talk about before a season. Most improved player, MIP. You love talking about this. It's my favorite. I think it could be Scotty this year. His points are up across the board, like his stats are. Points are up. He's averaging over 20 points. His blocks are, he's at two and a half blocks. Assists are up. Rebounds are up. He's nice. Could he win MIP? I believe his odds are third best in the league right now to win most improved player. This could be the one enjoyable thing to watch with this team this year. You know what it reminds me of? And I'm not going to go ahead and make a crazy, you know, do a crazy take right now. But when Scotty's off the floor, it seems like our team is in shambles completely. And it's like, it doesn't matter who else is on the floor. When Scotty's off the floor, our team's in shambles. It reminds me of like any superstar that's in the league or that has been in the league. And I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to overreact. But it's like when LeBron was on the Cleveland Cavaliers for the first time and when he was off the floor, that team was the worst team in the league by far. LeBron comes on the court, dominates, the team gets a win for the most part. Like they were significantly better with him on the floor, of course. But it's a way bigger drop off when he's off the court. And I think that it's the same situation for Scotty. Scotty is just like a monster. Like I said, on all sides of the floor he's playing defense he's rebounding he's screaming at everybody like when he's off the court it seems like the team is in shambles and we can't do much so okay we both have the same trick the other thing is sorry treat the other thing is i think Jakob is also a little bit of a treat because same situation with him he only played like 28 minutes yesterday every time he was off the court we got out rebounded like crazy deandre ayton just went to work deandre ayton had what did he have 20 he went 10 and 23 he had 23 rebounds on us with seven offensive boards on the glass. Okay, you're calling Pirtle a treat, but this is like when you go trick-or-treating and someone gives you an apple. It's not what you want. <laughs> Aiden had 23 rebounds, a lot of it with Pirtle on the court. Pirtle, we were excited about him after game one, but is he just an average center? Did the Raptors give up a first-round pick for just a dude? Let me push back right now. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what's going on with Yaka Pertl because I watched the game and I watched the highlights of the game as well, just to just to rewatch it again. And honestly, man, like when Jakob got switched on to Jeremy Grant, for example, Jakob plays really great D on Jeremy Grant. He goes up for layup. Jeremy Grant misses the layup. DeAndre Ayton just pushes whoever else is in the lane, in and around the lane, out of the way and grabs the rebound. It's not Jakob's fault. Anytime Jakob was boxing out DeAndre Ayton, he boxed him out. He boxed his ass out. The problem is everyone else who's around can't help. And that leads me to my trick, Andy. <laughs> so smooth. We are so small. We're so small. When Jakob's not in the game, we're getting absolutely blasted on the glass. We need another big man. Like, this is a perfect transition into what I was going to say. Like, literally, when Jakob was playing defense on whatever big guy, the other big guy that was on the court for the for Portland would go in and grab a rebound, grab an offensive board almost every time. Like, it's like we just couldn't. 
He's the only guy who's grabbing boards. What do you have yesterday? If he had 14 and 10, Jakob did. Five defensive boards, five offensive boards. The reason he only had five defensive boards is, like I said, whoever's on the weak side who Jakob wasn't guarding would just literally push their defender and grab a rebound, which was a lot of time DeAndre Aiden. We need another big man. And Siakam is like a, a mix between a three and a four. He can't guard. He can't guard a five. What are your thoughts? So DeAndre Aiden puts up a career high, 23 rebounds, and you are saying the opposing center is completely guilt-free. I'm not saying he's guilt-free, but I'm just saying like he has he's the only person who is going up there to try to grab rebounds. Like we're we're tiny. We're a tiny team. Chris Boucher is oh. 180 pounds soaking wet. Oh, you speaking know, of trick. <laughs> Pascal Siakam, what are we what are we talking about? He's six eight, six nine. He's not guarding a five, and he shouldn't be. That's not his game. He should be guarding like a three, four max. He should be guarding a smaller four. And then, like, let's think about everyone else. We don't have any other big men, literally. <laughs> like no. OG, OG Ananobi grabs some boards. Obviously, Scotty had 12 boards, so he did his job on the glass. But then, you know, Pascal, six rebounds, Chris Boucher, seven boards. Like, other than that, nobody grabbed any any boards. For some reason, Grady Dick had, had five boards actually, or six boards actually, but um, we're small. We're sp- so you want to double up on big men? You want another big man? You want to go back to two thousand three and just have another big dude clogging the lane? Well, I don't know, Andy. We just lost to Portland, <laughs> who's supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, and they like they beat us without they- one of their best players. We didn't just lose to them. They beat us. Like They were on the second half of a back-to-back without one of their best players, and they beat the Raptors. Truly embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's it's actually embarrassing. Jeremy Grant, you know, he went 22, uh, what is it, 22-6. Aiden, big, big night on the boards. Shane Sharp, obviously 14, you know, 14 points. They all shooting pretty well from the free throw. Do you know, man – Actually, I want to ask you this. I don't know if you took the center, saw the stat. What do you think we shot from three yesterday? You're trying to steal my – are you trying to steal my trick? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your, it's your trick. Go ahead. Here's my trick. The Raptors. They let Freddie walk in the offseason. They draft a guy who's supposed to be a shooter. They think they've covered their three-point shooting and they go out against the Portland Trailblazers and shoot four for 29 from three. 14% the second worst three-point shooting performance by the Raptors in franchise history. The second worst. We're the lowest of low shooting. No guys can shoot. They don't have a shooter. They don't have a big man. What What are we doing with this team? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> We, we don't have any three-point shooters. We don't have any big men. What are we doing here? <laughs> no, uh, that was just, I had that stat in bold. That was the next trick I was going to say. You're right, 13.8% from the three-point line. And the problem with that, which leads me into my next point. Here we go. Darko. Does he know how to Darko? run? Does he know how to run an offense? <laughs> Good question. I'm serious. You see a bunch of our shots. They're all contested. There's so much one-on-one play. All of these three-pointers that we were taking, they all seem like somebody had a hand up and somebody was really close to closing out. It's like we were forcing a lot of these threes. 
13.8%. It's not like we were standing there and missing wide open threes. We were all, they were all contested, all contested, very little flow on offense. We just didn't look good. You know, Nick nurse wouldn't let that happen. That's a hot take, but a very strong point. Early results to Darko's reign in Toronto. They're last place in points scored. They're the only team under 100 points per game. They're the only team to not score 110 points in any game. They're last place in points per play in the half court. So their half court offense stinks. <laughs> Are they paying the price for hiring a coach who has no experience? Yes. Is it roster construction too? Yes. There's a lot of blame to go around here. I think what you said earlier hit the nail on the head. The fact that we don't have any three-point shooting, which is, it seems like we just, it seems like some of our guys should be hitting threes. OG's a little injured. He still played 30 minutes. He went two for nine from the three-point line. Then we have Grady Dick, supposed to be the three-point shooters, 0 for three. Um, By the way, Sorry, one more thing. Gary Trent, 0 for 1, didn't didn't shoot too many shots. Who else? That's it. Scotty went 1 for 4. Dennis went 1 for 3 from the three-point line. But again, just to bring it back, like they all seem so contested because there's no flow in this offense. I don't know, man. We need to switch something up. Or are we just being a little dramatic because that was only the fourth game of the season? Very dramatic. Although... It's only the fourth game, but the next five games, Bucks, Sixers, Spurs, Cavs, Celtics, they could be one and eight. They could be two and seven. Season could be more or less over 10 games in. Um, I don't know. What I I was going to say was if this is how badly we're getting beat, not not just losing, but we're getting beat by a team like Portland, it's very possible that we're going to go one for eight. Like, Portland was running very nice, distinguished plays. Okay. They were coming off screens. Like literally, we were they had so many open shots and open looks. I'm surprised we didn't lose this game by 20. DeAndre Ayton, he was really good on the offensive glass. But even with that being said, they were running really good plays and getting really open shots, good looks. So for me, like it seems like it's not just the offense, the defense isn't really working that well. And to go back to one of your stats that I don't really like too much, but I'm going to use it in this situation. Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr.'s plus minus was minus 10. Grady Dixon was minus nine. Malachi Flynn's was minus nine. Okay. It just, it was very clear when those two were, those three guys were out on the perimeter against their offense. We could not defend. They kept getting trapped on screens, trapped on whatever pin downs and it's like what what are we going to do about that it feels like two of the guys can't really d up in this league right now they can't d up and they can't score yeah the bench the bench well we haven't even talked about it as a whole the bench unit which you're referring to is brutal it's the malcolm brogdon outscored the entire raptors bench on his own how is a guy off the Blazers bench outscoring the entire Raptors bench. Yeah, but Malcolm Brogdon shouldn't be coming off their bench. They're just giving, uh, what's his name, Scoot. They're giving Scoot the keys, which, by the way, I don't think they should be because I think he's overrated and he might be a bust, Andy. Scoot's invisible. Scoot might be a bust. I, I think he's too small. I think he's too small. 
He's like six one, six two, and he doesn't really have a shot. You're body shaming some guys today. Raptors are too skinny. Scoot's too small. This is 2023. You can't do this. Just call me Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Nikola's like, I like Boucher. Chet. He just needs to get a little fat. Or no, who do you about? It's about Chet. Sorry, yeah, Chet. So I don't know why Boucher. <laughs> we'll say very similar body types. Um, very they're similar. basically the same guy. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this team. I feel like you're right. We might go one and eight, which would be ridiculous. Bench play is not there. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon should be a starter in this league. He went, he had 21 shots. He literally shot the most on their team last night. And this Portland team, like they might be a sneaky, they might be a sneaky little playing team or something like that. If they, you're not, that was their first one of the year. They're not good. I know, but the way that they looked, I know, I know it was against us, which, you know, clearly I had higher hopes for the Raptors before the season started (laughs) than what I'm thinking about them now, but I don't know the way they were running their plays. It seemed like if they get into a flow and people start hitting shots, like it's tough to defend those guys, especially if um, Simons comes back and he, he starts getting a little hotter as well. I don't know. We did not look good. Any, any other thoughts on the Raptors? Enjoy watching these dudes right now. Some of these guys might not be Raptors for long. You can't, there's going to be some trades. If this keeps up, there's going to be a blow up. Do you think that sad, sad times? Do you think that it's actually better for us to blow it, like blow the whole thing up? Keep Scotty. Who would you keep if you blew it up? Listen, this is clearly a bit of an overreaction. Let's wait until ten <laughs> games into the season. We're literally four games in, and we're already saying to blow up the team, which is absurd. But we've seen some really bad play. Who do you keep? You keep Scotty and Grady. You can probably get a really good assets for everyone else. You can get a ton of first round picks, young guys. You can trade Pirtle, get that first round pick back easily. OG didn't aren't the rumors that the Raptors turned down four first round picks for them at the deadline last year? Yeah. That's a ton. He's a coveted yeah. dude. I think like I think right now his stock is a little lower than it was last year especially yeah, now that he's injured, time. and he hasn't had a good start to the season. Um, okay, enough on the Raptors, unless you have something else to hit. I got one more topic, and then whatever you whatever you want to talk about as well. I, I think we okay. should do one more each. Okay, you go. Okay, so um, the Mavs. The Mavs are looking good. Back to this again. I'm going back to the well. Luca had a ridiculous game again. He played 40 minutes. He went 35, 12, and 12. Insane numbers. Insane. Um, Derek Lively, once again, he's catching lobs. Yesterday, he didn't have a good game, but um, that's because Derek Jones Jr. went off. Grant Williams, I think, you know, I think Grant Williams, he was such like a hated player by the end of the year because who was he talking shit to? I can't even remember. Who remember? I was really hated. Who was? I forget. I can't remember either. Anyways, we'll we'll look that up. But he no, come on. We have to think about it. He was like really going off on somebody. Anyways, whatever. Um, I think he is a glue guy on a team, and I think that he Plays really hard. So I think having him on the team is great. He was plus 18 yesterday. Derek Jones Jr. plus 12. 
Luca plus six. Um, I don't know. I think that most of these guys are obviously it's the same situation. Like I was talking about LeBron back in Cleveland, because, you know, without Luca on the floor, it'll be very, very hard to do anything. Um, but. But Luca could win an MVP this year. Very well could be his year. They could, they could win. They could win the West. It's not crazy to think that. Andy, the West, can... sorry, go ahead. The West, absolutely loaded right now with James Harden also there. Yeah. How come I can't I'm find Kyrie? Nice. Why can't I find Kyrie anywhere? What are you talking about? I can't find Kyrie on this. On, on the team stats here. Did he not play? Imagine if Kyrie starts sitting every game again. Kyrie. Well, that's the NBA. Guys sit on back-to-backs. Guys, just sit. I'm confused. General. Why didn't this guy play yesterday? Kyrie Irving fl- uh, frustrated. First thing that comes up, you type in Kyrie news. Kyrie Irving frustrated with a slow start, encouraged by Dallas Mouth potential. Begun the season in a shooting slump, but he's encouraged by the team. This is so strange. Why didn't he play yesterday? Through two games, he averaged 19.5 and 4.5 points, six assists. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's is already this, pouting. Is this already starting with Kyrie? What is going on? <laughs> he's already pouting, and he he's going – like, that's crazy. Playing beside one of the best players in the world in his prime, and he's already pouting. He's going 19.5, 4.5 boards, and six assists in his first two games, and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dallas can be a problem this year. I think they're they're playing really well. Uh, on the other end of that, the reason I wanted to hit on this game specifically is because they beat Memphis. So Memphis is 0-4. They beat them by whatever, by 15. But Memphis could be an absolute bust this year, I think. Nobody's playing well. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the only guy on their team that's like really doing anything, but he can't do it alone. They're missing the best player. I know, but that, last year, last year when they were missing their best player, they had a really good record. But the reason is they had a really good point guard in the back, which is not there anymore, and that's Tyus Jones. So Tyus Jones is off that team. He was, he was running that team for you know the entire time. How long was uh, Jao for last year? Like at least a quarter of the season, and he was holding that team down. So Desmond Bain, thirty, like this team is four and zero. I don't see a good season for them especially if Jao comes back and he's a little bit whatever like if he's lost a bit of a step just because he's not playing in the league for half the season or whatever quarter of the season I don't know what are your thoughts they could miss the playoffs I mean the west as we said is absolutely stacked so even when he comes back there's no easy games in the west uh yeah you miss that many games from one of the best players in the league you're probably gonna miss the playoffs that's not crazy I don't know. And take away any best player from your team, you're not going to be a great team. I agree. All right. What do you want to talk about? One more thing? Yeah, one more thing. Just want to pour some out for Danny Green. Poor guy got released by the Sixers in the middle of the night to make room in this trade. Uh, The news broke at like 3 a.m. He's probably sleeping. How would you feel to wake up to a text saying you've been fired? Honestly, I would love it at this point in my life. (laughs) 
I'm kidding. No. Uh, yeah, that sucks, man. Danny Green will in Toronto. By the way, we will all always have love for Danny Green. Shout out to Danny Green. If he wants to come on the podcast, like anytime, Danny. Or come on the Raptors. They could use a shooter. I mean, I'm sure anything's better than what we're ha- we have going on right now. But yeah, that really does suck. Hold on, let me look this up. Yeah, Danny Green was on that bench. I don't know. Is he gonna is he gonna be back in the league or is he, this it for the for the kid? I feel like he can still shoot. Is he he's better than the Raptors bench? Guys that aren't playing, Garrett Temple, Otto Porter. They need someone. He'll he'll find a spot somewhere. It's probably his last year. But yeah, poor Danny Green. Wait, hold on. Ready? Middle of the night. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's just let's just see this. First of all, how many years do you think he's been in the league? Fourteen. Fourteen year vet. Did you just look that up? No. I was yeah, thinking like two thousand nine ish. 9 10 to 23 24 season. So 14 years in the league. Uh career 8.7 points a game. Uh what's his three point? One second, three point percentage. He's a 40% three point shooter career. That's a nice career. That's a great career. San Antonio is one of the best defenders on that entire roster. Started on the Raptors championship team. Started on the Raptors championship team, averaged 10.3 points per game that season. Key contributor for the Lakers championship team. Absolutely. Three-time champion. And he's getting done dirty in the middle of the night while he's sleeping. That's crazy. That's Man, it's such a ruthless business. Yeah. That's why when we talk about all these guys wanting out of places and just like doing whatever they want, you know, we don't usually talk about this side of it. It's like we're like, oh, this guy's being selfish and he's he's leaving the team, leaving the fans. But then a team could just trade you or release you in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. You're right. Let's pour some out for Danny Green. Happy Halloween, Danny. It's a spooky one for you. And you know what? It's a happy Halloween to you guys as well. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do that on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Raptors NBA Podcast. On Instagram and on TikTok, we're posting daily. Andy, any any final thoughts? Don't forget to unsubscribe from all other podcasts. For the Raptors, last time. True crime, any genre. Oh, you're we're, saying any genre. You're saying any, any genre. genre. Yeah. So this is the only podcast. We have to talk about some life things if we're going to make people unsubscribe from all of their podcasts. Okay, that next episode. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great rest of your day.